0: what's this a cougar and a ute sharing the same podcast that can only mean you're listening to state of sports utah with jason Stoll and jake lukeland
1: Everybody, welcome on again to the podcast once again. It's your hosts, Jason Stoll, and my good friend, the man who bleeds red.
0: Yep, Jake. that's me, and I'm not alone this time. Yay!
1: <laughs> yep, sorry about that, everybody. Jake fell asleep. Ah, uh, I did. <laughs> I,
0: I did fall asleep, and so.
1: In his defense, too, I had some homework. I had to. It get was his done birthday the night before that we usually record. It was my yep. birthday, oh.
0: and then I will say this: yeah, um, we're back. recording by myself is not very fun. I I am not that interesting alone.
1: You don't like speaking yeah. I don't like, to like speaking void. to the void.
0: I I lose my train of thought <laughs> a little too much, and I feel like I don't <laughs> talk as smoothly when I'm not talking to somebody. So. <laughs>
1: Just talking. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're not a, you're not
0: a speech. No, I am not. No.
1: Well, it is good to be back with the new intro to. Yep, exactly. Oh yeah. Beautifully. Thank you, Anthony. Yep. Thank you, whoever Anthony (laughs) is.
0: No, Anthony.
1: (laughs) All right. Before we get too off track talking about Marvel, which could be our own podcast in and of itself. Let's dive on in to uh, reviewing. I picked a good time to to miss. I mean, I didn't have to talk about BYU's t- horrible performance for two losses, and it was great. I just very I mean, convenient off, timing I mean, there, BYU good. fan. <laughs> Man, huh, I, I wonder how how did that work yeah. out? That's,
0: oh, that's I'll admit, I was really I, I was actually cheering for BYU to win Boise because I had a feeling you might pitch out on me if there was another two two losses (laughs) here
1: it would be so depressing to talk about a team that is like it wouldn't even be going bowling at that point i mean seriously it would be it would be a real struggle to talk about it but i let's let's jump into a two reviews of
0: week nine and ten for ranked number 13 utah and unranked byu and then we'll talk about you the last you were yes, wrap that in. <laughs> And then we'll talk about the last three three weeks of the regular season. This will be our last regular season episode.
1: Anyway, so jumping into uh, BYU's recap from the last couple weeks, I we took an L against East Carolina. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not going to get. Into that, it was close. At, le- at least it was I, competitive,
0: you know. That's what that's how I see it. At least, at least you didn't get blown out,
1: and and I like, I get that, but at the same at, like, at the same time, it's East Carolina. Like, we beat Baylor this year, we beat Baylor, who who right now it looks like they're going to be big 12 champs in yeah, the big 12 to be in the championship
0: game. but i think TCU is going to take that chance. they're going to be the big 12 champs i think they probably uh, yeah, I think are That's solidly in TCU's they, wheelhouse they, this year
1: yeah i think they they probably are but still having beaten a team that's in the big 12 championship, yeah in the in the conversation expectations yes expectations for the expectations for the season were a lot higher, so I yeah, I mean, for sure. pardon. <laughs> for sure. You'll forgive me if I don't get super hyped that we were in a three-point game True. with East Carolina because I just no disrespect to East Carolina, but if we're going to compete in the Big 12, those kind of games, I mean, this whole really how this last, you know, last half of the season or th- middle
0: third Yeah, middle third the
1: season has gone you you you're not going to get anywhere Uh, especially with how much talent that BYU had returning you know number one returning production in college football this season 83 percent returning production and I think maybe a little bit of of it highlights how impactful Tyler Algier is um, and or was for for BYU and is killing it in the NFL now for the Falcons and really kind of securing their their starting running back spot so yeah i i don't know BYU has a lot of a lot of issues right now um or has you know but but i do want to talk about the the BYU Boise game because that was a big win it's tough to go and win at on the blue like Boise state's record record at at home on on the blue turf is Really, very good, true. You know, very true. Even in this, even in this series alone with just BYU, it's been it's been really difficult to get wins. Um So, uh, uh, I mean, like I, like I said, BYU picks up the win at Boise, thirty-one uh, twenty-eight on a on a fourth and goal fade route catch to Puka Nakua, which that touchdown pass. I've decided is the greatest touchdown pass I've ever seen. I think it's the best.
0: It's one of the football. better catches. Best I wouldn't say pass, but I would say catch. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, better yeah, catches. That's what I meant to say. Yes,
1: catch. Yeah, it's it is in my opinion it's the greatest catch in the history of BYU. Okay, like the 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 one hand corral juggle grab and to get to get his toe down. I mean, it was it was a crazy athletic. Um, while having his jersey ripped off, yes, yeah, there was
0: definitely some PI right now, in there too. So it was oh, majorly,
1: and I think that actually, I wish they just throw the like just throw the flag. They did against East Carolina. You know, they they threw a flag on a PI on a last second fourth down hurl. You know, for for East Carolina that set them up to win the game on the field goal. They threw the flag then. You know, so so you gotta you have to like I hate the. Oh, the refs are going to call it for, you know, they're going to make, make the call or the decision to throw a flag based on the timing in the game or whatnot. Like that, that flag has to be thrown and I'm, but I am so glad that they called it a touchdown on the field because with the angles, the camera angles that, that uh, Fox had, I don't know that it stands it gets overturned if it or I don't it, yeah, know if it gets, it gets overturned if it's called yeah. incomplete on the field. But it was one hundred percent a touchdown because BYU photo had a guy right at that goal line right on the corner and and they posted a, a picture of the catch and his you can see his toe touching the 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 turf very clearly. But obviously that's not gonna show up in a replay booth. So huge touchdown uh, a big-time win in a slumping, you know, a really slumping team that I was worried and predicted that they weren't even going to be bowling. After after the Liberty game, looking at East mm-hmm. Carolina, Boise, and Stanford, I said, there's no way we pick up a win from those teams. Yeah. And especially after we lost to East Carolina, I was like, well, there's the yeah. season. You know, that's, that's really what it felt like. Um, but... Defensive staff has had some changes, which smartly Kalani has done. I don't think he wanted to. He's a really nice sometimes guy. Sometimes you can be too nice. and yeah, some sometimes changes you can be too to. nice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's tough when you got family involved. This is why you shouldn't work True. with family. Um, but a big win, and I expect that those staffing changes will be pretty permanent. Yeah. Um, Moving into next season, I there's going to be some significant turnover um, in the coaching room this year for for BYU. Which um, ultimately, if it's going to come, probably now is a good time. And I apologize this this is a little bit of a, a longer tangent, but since no, dude, I wasn't go able ahead. To, it's all to good. Talk about the last, good. You know, the last couple of weeks. If if it was going to happen, and you were going to have to make these changes, better now these before. Fires, Yes, now yeah. is a great time to. You're heading into the Big Twelve. You can hire like a Big Twelve program. And there's would no, a lot of ne- and, and and negatives of
0: the going way. in if you wait two or three years, right? Say you even wait one season, and you just and you're in the bottom of the conference, right? That's going to be a lot harder than just hey, we're headed to a new Power Five conference. Come coach for us. You know that, that that's a much easier yeah. pitch. Than, Hey, we just then, got into this hey, conference we're really and we're strong. way over our heads. <laughs> we picked up two yeah, or we're three. We're way wins. over our heads. Like, Please oh, come yeah. save us. That's a much easier yep. pitch. No, I
1: I agree. Now now is the is the time to pitch that to to guys. So hopefully, you know, BYU ponies up and and really commits to yeah. hiring like a Power 5 program. And I think we saw that a little bit in this previous offseason they hired um, and created uh like eight to ten new mm. positions yeah. um yeah. this off season and did a bunch of firing which was really good. Um so so yeah it'll be it'll be something big time to watch oh, for
0: sure. um for in, and, in and can off I just, season. So and big can win I just mention BYU. on that win against Boise. So I was sitting in the rain at the Arizona game and everyone on my row because by the time, you know, our game you know, by the time you guys were still wrapping up your you know getting that final touchdown and you know the game was close going back and forth for a while the the Arizona game was over and so we're sitting there in the cold and rain and the guy next to me has the BYU game streaming on his phone and we're all just kind of uh-huh. huddled over him watching to see what happened because it was <laughs> way more interesting uh, in, in a lot of levels than what was going on in ours because Utah had Arizona pretty well wrapped up and I guess I'll just transition Into into mind that I just wanted to throw that out there that even even a good conjuncture of Utah fans we
1: I want I want to mention this too if you're a BYU fan at Boise State with the game on the line for one play from five yards or or less how many times has BYU had opportunities to pick up a win at Boise? In those same circumstances, that's what was going through my mind on that very last pass. Like, I just, over and over, I was thinking, you know, Zach Wilson getting tackled, you know, short of the, the end zone on the last play. Taysom Hill getting short on the two-point, like, two-point yeah. conversion. Like, so many times that BYU just has not been able to, to get it done, yeah. and they did. It was... But yeah, so,
0: was, was like I said, I just wanted to mention, uh, they were, at were someone at, at the game put it this way it it's gotten to the point where it's no longer fun to watch BYU lose for us and <laughs> so and, and these are uh, and again they're not quite like like I am you know member of the church uh you know holds a very relatively low amount of you know amnesty f- in negativity for uh for BYU and even that they were like yeah no it's it's not even fun anymore and Grant, a lot of that has to do with Kalani. You know, no one wants to see Kalani lose his job over there. Like no, there's not a single oh, yeah, Utah no, I think, fan that's think, hoping Kalani gets fired.
1: And it's it's not like it's not everybody, but I think a good portion of both fan bases have more. Like there's more respect, I guess, in the like amongst
0: the fan bases and Kalani a- absolutely I mean it, I mean you go from being being a BYU player to a Utah coach to a BYU coach and then you know that transition that back and forth is going to create some you know some good blood at the very least
1: well and a lot of it is oh exactly because I think you look they're like I mean they're they're it's BYU in Utah. There are so many crossover like Aaron yeah. Roderick, right, coached at Utah. Like, of course. I mean Kyle uh, you, Whittingham has I one mean, of the biggest Witt yeah. was a was a BYU linebacker, yeah. you know, huge for BYU. So there are so there, there are a lot of of connections back and forth, but like the personality. Oh no, Kalani
0: is one of the nicest guys about. On the uh, Kalani can be
1: yeah. too nice oh, in yeah. some areas, but Absolutely has brought more civility. Civility. Absolutely. That's what I was
0: trying to say earlier. Anyways, more civility uh, now I'm anyway. going to talk about Utah.
1: Arizona. Yeah. I'm going to talk we, about Washington State is, and Arizona. I guess we have to talk yeah. about yeah. Arizona. So I'm going to talk about
0: Washington. It was a snooze, a yeah, snooze so <laughs> this news Yeah, uh, so this with, with Washington State and Arizona, the, those games, with Utah, the story of those two games has been next man up, right? Ever, yep. ever since the USC game, this. we have just gotten beaten up and it and it's kind of spiraling yeah it it does and it's kind of spiraling at this point and and i'm just hoping that we can duct tape the ship together enough to get over the finish line you know uh but i will say the last two weeks have really made me impressed with the amount of depth that utah has in this team right because you know utah has so take washington state for example Right? Utah has notoriously struggled against Washington State, very specifically playing in the pollutes, right? It, the last time we won up there was, I think 2011, 2012. Like it, it's that long ago. And so the fact that we could go up there this time with basic basically Nobody. our second string offense, our second string quarterback, our third and no, sorry, fourth and fifth string running backs. Uh, you know, uh, and you know we don't have so many of our star players on, especially on offense. And the fact that we can come out of that, even the close win that it was, twenty-one to seventeen, you know, is really just a testament to the you know the strength of the depth. You, you know, and and I've really got to applaud Utah's coaching staff for being able to, to achieve that. Um, then it, with Arizona, a similar thing. Uh, you know, once again. It re- a lot of younger players really shined in in that game as well. Uh, some were di- some were the same players, some were different players, and I'm actually and which that ultimately leads me into the next the, our next section, which is standout players who have just kind of made an impact over the last couple of weeks. And I kind of I made my list, and then I realized that all these players on my list are freshmen and sophomores. And I and I, which just kind of makes me su- super excited for the future. But some players that have really been uh, stepping up their game for Utah and being standouts, I would say, are ready. former quarterback, now converted running back to Quinn and Jackson. He is a beast. He is a hammer. He is a battering ram and he is playing awesome. He's a team player and he lost out on the, on the quarterback two battle. And he, you know, when his number was called, he was asked to switch positions. He answered the call very happily, and he's thriving that right now. Uh, next up, true freshman running back, Jalen Glover. He is, uh, with all the injuries and just kind of things going on with with the offense, he has really been able to take a, a leading role. And, he's, and I am so excited to see where he can go. He's going to be a stud of a running back going forward. Uh, defensive end, Jonah Ellis. Uh, and he, This one shouldn't be too much of a surprise because – his dad was one of the star defensive players in our 1994 uh, team, which was one of our better teams back in that particular decade. Uh, but yeah, his his name just seems to have been get, be getting called constantly in the last two weeks. Uh, you know, getting pressure on these elusive quarterbacks, and you know, just really being a stud on, on defense and really kind of rising to the occasion where everyone thought it would take him a little bit longer to get there. So very impressed with him. Uh, true freshman quarterback and the guy I'm most excited about for Utah's future, Nate Johnson. Oh my gosh. That guy is fast. And if he even has a halfway decent arm. Oh, we, we are so sad for the future on the quarterback position. <laughs> I am officially campaigning for him to be rising successor, whether he leaves this year or not. Uh, you know, when we'll it, so whenever that happens, Nate Johnson is the guy I'm officially campaigning for. I said it on Twitter. Um, Nate Johnson, Johnson for impressive. QB1 following Cam Rising. So, uh, very excited for him and his future. Great to see him get in the game and just kind of run a, a, a wildcat package and just be frankly, so shockingly good. I mean, it really, if unless you're kind of like me who follows the recruiting trail very heavily recently, um, no one had heard of, no one all kind of the cat, more casual fans had, you know, an older, less tech savvy fans hadn't quite heard of him. So, uh, I was definitely happy to see his name called. And finally, one last player, uh, Samaya Vaughn. And he's a safety, and he's, oh, he just seems to be in the right place at the right time. He has saved us from getting burned by both Cam Ward and Jaden Delora. He was always in the right place at the right time for perfect pass breakups. Uh, You know, always, you know, more often than not, avoiding the PI and just having clean pass coverage he's going to be a stud. He is going to be the next one of the next defensive secondary stars that come out of Utah. Very very happy for this team. And those are my standout players from the from the last couple weeks.
1: And they've been big time. They really have like that was something I noticed from the like that Washington State was game was a huge oh, game. Yeah? to uh, similarly Similarly to BYU's at yeah. Boise, but really the game to oh, save yeah. the season. Absolutely, you know, they both the, those obviously on different yeah. levels because Utah's potential for you know the season is a lot higher at this point over the BYU's. But saving the season and and making you know making the plays needed yeah. to get it done that was that was impressive. Um. So for me uh, on the BYU side, um from particularly from from the Boise game with two of these guys, but, but Jaron was real looked more like himself. He'd been dealing with a yeah. shoulder injury um since before the Notre Dame yeah. game. And that that played a huge factor um in, in Notre Dame and and made it um you know, made it look just just he, he just didn't look himself. You totally know? get that. But Boise State game, three hundred and seventy-seven passing yards, impressive. Two touchdowns, or sorry, three touchdowns. Uh, and then uh, he had a, a big quarterback scramble yeah. uh, for almost fifty mm-hmm. yards, which was was awesome and set BYU up in the red zone. Um, so he played. He played really well. Did have. Um, he did have two picks in that game, but uh, one of them was a tip, yeah, like yeah. a tip ball. The receiver shouldn't have stuck his hands up; it, it hit him right on the hands. I
0: hate. I that. mean, that's more on the receiver. the receiver. I, right I've always been in the camp that if yeah. if the ball hits the receiver in the hands, that's their fault. I, I yeah, I they don't care it, what the they they circumstances are. If did. it hits the receiver in the hands, the quarterback has done all he can. And I think you can
1: over you can overthrow and it hit, hit hits their I hands, but like. That one and that one was like, I mean, it was right I in guess. the hands, um, and 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 usually Rex is pretty good. It was Isaac Rex, um, and that, but one of the interceptions wasn't wasn't a great decision. I mean, you always have um, a couple of those. Had some pass rush, but you you do, um, and that was only his um, fifth of the season. at that, that pick. Um, so he's a yeah, very really clean, efficient. season. and Jaron's always been good with yeah. taking care of the ball, um, and then. Uh, Hinkley Ropatai or Ropati, the BYU announcer and the guy on Fox were pronouncing Ropatai it that way, which or Ropati? Sounds really weird to me. Ropati. Ropati okay. That's hmm. how they were saying it. Which, it just, sound, it just, I don't know. It sounds it sounds kind of funny to me. I've always read it as Ropatai. I could be totally wrong. Ropatai. So apologies if that.
0: Whoever if you are and however you pronounce your name, we're sorry.
1: Hinkley, uh, he's like he's like our fifth string yeah. running back. He's he's pretty down on the depth chart. We've had a ton of running back injuries. I can relate we to that. Stay healthy at running back. Yep. Oh god. Both, both both of us have had had issues with that this season. Um. So he came in and, and stepped up in a big way and was a big part of yeah. why we won. Um. Uh, both in the uh the receiving or both in the rushing and receiving game averaged five yards a carry and then had a, like a big time, uh, screen pass that he took in for a touchdown. And another one that he set up, you know, set us up, um, inside the red zone. He had 82 yards of receiving. So big game from him. Uh, it was awesome to see somebody, you know, somebody step up and, yeah. and fill that role. And then obviously, I mean, Puka Nakua is just, he's, he's the man. Um, <laughs> Uh, I got into a sm- uh, the tiniest argument. I didn't keep it up because it yeah. just- I could tell neither of us were going to get anywhere. It was just rivalry banter. But but he did say he thought Jaron Hall was better. But but in my opinion, Puka Nakua is a top three player in the state. And it's like, I mean, it- easily, easily. He's missed a ton of time. He's missed half the games BYU has played. And he's still put up. These kind of numbers, and he's he's just an animal. But last game, fourteen receptions, 157 yards receiving, yeah. two touchdowns, and obviously uh, the game winner. But he just he just he's quick. He rushes the ball really well. He can run the ball. He's gonna be he's gonna be in making some good money on Sundays. Oh in yeah, the NFL, and and I think he is top three in the state of of players right now. So, uh Puka's great and then Micah's ha- Micah Harper has has been the best player on the defense. He's been the most consistent player on the defense. He's been like basically the only one that I felt like has every single game not only cared and shown that they cared and just tackled with with outright disregard for human life but every game it he gets better and better and shows more and more care he wants you know he wants the defense to be good he wants to win and and as we've had a lot of these linebackers go down for BYU um he's really stepped in and and filled a role that that BYU has needed but um this season he has um doubled and with with three games to go doubled the total number of tackles that he had from last season 49 wow. total tackles wow. 29 of those solo mm. so he's getting a ton of tackles you know 30 tackles on his own but he's also coming up like i mentioned and filling you know filling the holes and having to make these tackles that because of our depleted linebacker core. To, yeah. core. and so um he's he's been great uh, two force fumbles. I mean, he's he's been all over the place. He's an animal. So awesome to see Micah Harper. And he's just like, you can just tell, you know, when you're watching somebody play, if somebody has the yeah. it factor, like it's it's pretty easy to yeah. see. And I think Micah Harper has that, that it factor. So let's jump to our um ha, 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 yes. question. I was excited really for this one. So this one comes to us from... I believe it is. BYU. by so It could be. It could be. I'm pretty All sure right. it's well, BYU. Whoever you are, but thank you for your question. This is
0: probably our best one yet. Thank you. I love this
1: question. So what's something about the other team that you're a little jealous of? Or like we could even take it a step further if we could. Like what's something we're jealous of? And if we could take one player to our team, who mm. would it be? Uh, all right. I, I hadn't thought out. of that one. All right, <clears throat> go for it. For BYU, the thing that I'm jealous—I mean, the whole defense—is that is am, am I? I, I mean, you could say, say I will. I will take your I whole mean, defense. If we're going individual players, um, I mean, Clark Phillips is is yeah. who I would take.
0: You could just say you know easily. Utah's pro you know kind of prolific nature on. You know, defense yeah
1: aggressive, aggressive defensive aggress- nature. the aggressive nature of BYU and yeah. of Utah like yeah. on defense it's something that we're missing um and this this is the perfect example of this because BYU recorded its first sack first sack of the quarterback since
0: Baylor yeah
1: since the Baylor game,
0: how many quarters of play is that? Twenty nine quarters. We were doing the math before 29 the show. Twenty
1: nine quarters of play,
0: <laughs> with without yeah, that's a sack. yikes.
1: So that's it's it's something that I think
0: um, has got yeah to change. and, and, it's, and it's, I, it's interesting now that you see I can understand in that because the funny thing is at Utah when it comes to defensive play we're a little spoiled, and because we've been complaining all season that the. Defense isn't up to snuff this year. And meanwhile, we're the second best defense in the pack. I mean, just by <laughs> stats. And so it's like, oh, yeah. wow, we're, we're so spoiled that this isn't good enough for us. And so, uh, I mean, as a Utah fan, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take that. If you're jealous of our defense, I'll do it. Um, okay, so for me, I think it's definitely... Um, so with the USC game, Utah for one of the... Definitely the most in my lifetime we got to witness what Utah looks like with an air raid type offense. And I loved it. I loved it so much. And I know, and at least on offense traditionally, Utah's the running school and BYU's the throwing school. And so, I mean, if I, I will say, now that I've really witnessed what it looks like, I mean, and, and it was amazing. But uh, uh, that's definitely something I'll admit. I, I've always been a little jealous of, but now that I know how good... You, utah could be if we could just implement it uh just a little bit more uh you know I, I i am jealous of that and i guess if i had to take a player uh i mean i guess i'd be dumb not to take puka just frankly just because of he's your best receiver so i mean uh yeah i mean it, it it fits there it's yeah um i'm all i've always you know and, and just as another side note uh us with the stadium size you guys were you guys were good <laughs> at the right time for that you know in the 80s get, get right when football was becoming massive
1: well both f- football and basketball because we had a 22 like when they built the Marriott Center 22,000 people. And they've they've since then done a bunch because it was yeah. all benches and they've since then done a bunch of renovations. Yeah, but I mean
0: like, like when BYU seats, was but... prolific back in the '70s and '80s, right? That was the perfect time for you guys to get all those stadium upgrades. And so you know, it just it you know, economy was good, and uh, everyone, football is exploding on the national scene, and just ah, it drives me. Well, and it pay it does it pays huge dividends. Yeah, it it's does. Now
1: it's 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 gonna be awesome in the Big Twelve. We have
0: the biggest basketball yeah, and football stadium uh, out of yeah all exactly, Big and Big it's it, 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 you know. And so I, I'll admit I am jealous. Of that. Don't get me wrong. I love Rice Eccles. I think even with only having what is it fifty three thousand and some change now, we are still considered amongst the top three hardest locations to play in the back and so i mean give us another 10,000 12,000 seats and we would be the most difficult i i guarantee it and it, got a double decker yeah, man yeah yeah that's uh, that's about where we're
1: at stack stack one of the yeah that's the about sides. where we're at
0: to north but anyways so uh, i'll throw that on there uh, since you took our entire defense <laughs> all right um it's just, it's
1: just so so fun to watch Utah's defense. It's true, play. defense wins championships. Like it's just, it's that, there's that saying. It's genuinely fun to watch Utah play on defense. It's oh so, no, I it's agree. So
0: ultra aggressive and it kills. Oh, it, kills it does. We really crush aggressive. them into submission. Um, okay, so that just leaves our uh, final three week predictions. Uh, just as a reminder, this is our last regular season. Uh, Just because, you know, we usually do these once every two weeks, and there's only three weeks left, and BYU's on a bye, Uh, anyways. So we figured we'd just kind of lump the last three weeks together in one final uh, regular season episode. Sad. Uh, But, anyways, so the game lineup we have these next couple weeks is obviously BYU's on a bye, Uh, Stanford at Utah, Utah at Oregon, uh, Utah Tech at BYU. Uh, Utah at Colorado and BYU at Stanford. Huh, so both teams end on the road. All right, well, um, so for me, I think uh, there's quite a few games in here that are are no-brainers, right? I think Utah takes care of business very easily against both Stanford and Colorado. Uh, So for Stanford, coming into Rice-Eccles, I think we do something pretty similar to what we just did to Arizona. So I'm going to go 45-10 uh, with that prediction. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead to Colorado and just say we're going to go in there to this one-win team, Colorado, interim head coach, Colorado. And we are going to kick in their teeth. in the, And then our second strings and third strings will kick in their teeth more. Uh, 38-10. I'm going, to, I'm going to give them the benefit that they'll actually score – Double digit points, uh, and then Oregon. Ugh, I'm a lot more scared of them than I was a couple weeks ago. I, I, Mostly, I, because, I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of that worry comes from injuries on Utah's side, and, and don't get me wrong. The door, oh yeah, so and, yeah, and to, 100% yeah exactly. And, from, and and from to Oregon's crazy. credit, they're playing very well and they're staying very healthy. And you know that's and so. Yeah, you know, I mean, everyone's kind of known it since the USC game. Is the entirety of the season rests on if we can beat Oregon or not? Of if we get to the championship, because we won't if we lose to Oregon. We won't. We will not get there unless it, massive chaos occurs in the pack. Which I mean, don't get me wrong. You could always trust the pack for some for a little bit of chaos, but I I don't I don't see. Yeah, Yeah, you, you can't. Not that much chaos. You can't count on it. Which, which, uh,
1: to be honest, when we're talking about cannibalization, that Utah Oregon game, Oregon game, would be exactly yeah. what that would be. You know, if Oregon loses that, no, game, they're still in.
0: Yeah, the Pac no, twelve yeah. is
1: is no, that's out of true. The playoffs, like that's, very true. That's where where the Pac twelve likely be. Yeah, exactly. Be. And
0: so you can always trust the pack for a little bit of chaos, but not so much chaos that if Utah loses to Oregon, we're still in the championship. That would take an insane amount of chaos. And I just, uh, <laughs> you can't bank on that. So, I'm, you know, I'm going to stick with my guys, and I'm going to predict a very narrow victory, 35-32. It, it, you know, uh, am I confident? No. No, I'm not. But I'm, I'm this is my this is my stick, and I'm storing to it. Oh, and then, and then of course, then, of course, <laughs> BYU. Sorry, I almost forgot. Uh, uh, the team down south. Um, so obviously, you're going to win against Utah Tech. Um, I think you know everyone, even at the lowest point. I think it's a, you know it's a good assumption that you were always going to beat Utah Tech. Um, so, coming into Lavelle Edwards, I'm going to say 31. You take care of it,
1: 31-7. And I actually like that lower score prediction because I think I think you get up 20. <laughs> yeah, and then you take your foot off you the know, gas. Nothing yeah. really early. You know, first quarter, and and yeah, you pull, exactly. You pull you all the, pull starters, the starters, save them so for the last really
0: final week,
1: and and I don't know what quarterback is going to look like backup wise for BYU because there's decent amount of smoke swirling around a certain backup quarterback's possibility of of not being at BYU for, for mm. much longer. So so. And, and I believe that that individual cannot play in a game this season if they want to maintain mm. eligibility to transfer. Okay. So, well, anyways. Um, because red shirt has been. Right, right. So it's a good,
0: it's a good, that's a good, I like that. Okay. Anyways, so you take your foot off the gas and there you go. Mm. So 31-7. Uh, so here, here's my thing about BYU versus Stanford. I do think BYU is going to win this game. And here's why, right? So, well, Stanford yes, sucks. but they also did beat Notre Dame, right? So
1: that was so random. That's that's what has me too. That was so okay, random. But, like looking at the rest yeah. of their record, no man, it's, it's that yeah. was a crazy and they did it on the road win. And then and then Notre Dame just went and yeah. crushed Clemson, number three yeah. Clemson. They just crushed Clemson. I think
0: there were four. But, but
1: college football
0: is college football is great it's for nuts. that reason. Anyway, so here, here's my thought about Stanford, right? So they are currently, as of right now, three and six, which means when Utah kills them, there go their shot at bull eligibility, right? Yeah. Po- now, it's very possible that the third highest paid coach in the Pac-12 then gets fired. It's very possible. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but everyone knows he's the next guy in the chopping block. In the in the conference, he's the next coach on the chopping block with Herm the Worm and uh, Darrell out. Everyone knows it's Shaw. Then they go and face the rivals uh, Cal, who is also not good. But it's not a guarantee they win that either. Even if they do, right? They're looking at four and seven as their record. The best they can hope for is five and seven with a win with BYU. That's their that's the brightest best case scenario for them.
1: And this, this may, this may say it's at Stanford, but this is going to be a yeah, BYU home cause, game. because I mean, they're... guaranteed. Because Stanford has no fans. Yeah. that show up, and they did a free. They actually they did a free ticket that. promotion. Was for was going the to BYU game that, on accident. Actually. Like, like nobody thought through it, and BYU fans in the California and elsewhere area picked up so many yeah. tickets. That they stopped. They, they cut, cut the promotion. They, they deleted the link. Yeah. They cut it off. They cut the promotion. So there's going to be a huge, just like USC last year. It was like it was 50 yeah. with at yeah USC exactly. And so with, I
0: mean with BYU and, uh, and I mean so like I said, BYU on the other hand, you're going to be six and six and five, and your hopes of getting a seven and five, eight with eight wins eight with a bowl f- game. I mean, yeah. that's not a bad season when you look at it. That's that's nope, something, it's yeah. Salvages salvages it is it's some buildable. of the you, know, you can build it. It's not what you yeah. hope for at the beginning of the season, buildable. but you can build it that. from it, right? A recruit, prospective recruit, is not going to look at that and say, "Wow, really? Only eight wins? No, they'll be like, okay, eight wins, eight win season, and a halfway decent bowl game. They're yeah. going to the, going Big, to the 12. Big Twelve you had eight eight wins and a decent bowl game. You know, uh, that would that's not going to turn up many noses. So to speak, and so BYU is going to have a lot more to fight for. Plus, they'll have a, you know, the, they'll be coming recently off a buy, uh, you know, a, a very emotional win, uh, both on the road at Boise and then, you know, a, and then an easy win at home. Uh, well, and basically two buys with yeah, with exactly. Tech, and so you know,
1: you you get I, it, to rest and try and get exactly. And so
0: I just see BYU being super motivated and Stanford not being motivated at all, right? So.
1: Well, and it's I, to th- to add on to your BYU being motivated aspect, Stanford steals a ton of recruits from both Don't I know both it. of us. They Don't steal a lot I of recruits know from Utah, and so, uh, like, I think BYU is. I mean, even looking at somebody like, um, like a Ugh. Walker Lions, yeah. Hunter Clegg, I'm right I'm so mad like, about that. Like. BYU ha- is going to have some extra motivation to
0: to take it to yeah, Stanford. Absolutely. So. Lots oh, absolutely. Of and so, anyways, so my final prediction for that, I'm going to say 28 to 17. I'm going to say the Cardinal. It's up a fight, Close, but, but BYU controls the game the majority of the time. It it feels a lot like the USC
1: game last year yeah. with BYU. End the season at on the road. You know, in at,
0: California. On the road at a California
1: yeah. school with not a lot riding for that school. But still, it's a P5 yeah. program. And it adds to
0: your know, the resume, talented. which is sorely needed right
1: now. I, so, I agree with Jake on Stanford. I think, I think, especially coming to Utah, I think it's going to be, it should be a pretty... A pretty easy win, but you, I mean, you never know st- in, with injury true. stuff what it could look like. It's but I have true. that. I have that. I'm gonna go. Actually, I'm gonna go 38. Uh, I'm gonna go 38-7. Okay. Um, A little closer, yeah. not I, bad. And I like with the uh, take injuries it. on I'd offense. You know, it's just it's yeah. you may not be getting to that point
0: level. Um, yeah, not the 70 or whatever I'd take it.
1: against uh, Utah Tech earlier in the season.
0: Um I'd take it. I'd still take it. I'll take 38. So. so
1: the Oregon game I just I think that the injuries are too, have been just a little too much um on Utah's side and and Oregon is is good. I mean they're they're just good. Um Yeah. You want to hear the scary thing? Okay. Since the Georgia game, which they're a completely different team from when they played that game. I really do think if yeah. they played that game, it looks a lot different. Um, again, sure. but excluding the Oregon game, guess which defense has held Oregon to its fewest point total on the season?
0: I'm going to guess BYU. BYU.
1: <laughs> we held them to their lowest point total of the season out of yeah, all these hey. games, 44, 45, 49. They're averaging a crazy amount of points per game. And I, I just think, I think it's going to be really tough to, to keep up with them offensively. So I do have this, um, as a loss for, for Utah, um, Okay. And I said 45. And I can understand 30. that. Um, okay. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. And my rationale for just looking across their their scoring total their offense is going crazy right now. Um, which is yeah. great, you know, great for for Bo Nix, who we did not have necessarily high expectations when we talked in our oh, preseason. Oh, I did not at you all. Know? Not at all. He's, not he's, at he's all. I was not out. scared of Bo Nix. He's, he's figured it out and could end up making <laughs> yeah. both of no, us for sure. regret he's... <laughs> our analysis
0: of him at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So. Well, that's, no, it's very, hey, it's very true. And honestly, I've already mentally prepared if we lose to Oregon and don't go to the championship this year. I've already prepared for it. You know, with the amount of injuries that we sustained, Am I disappointed? Yes, but am I, you know, outraged? Fire everybody! Leave them all in the tarmac. No, uh, not at all. Well, if if I can, I'll go to the bowl game. Still, if it's the even if it's you know something as small as the Vegas Bowl, and you know we play Fresno State, I don't care. It's football. Football's football. Yeah, football's football, and it's fun. You know, there's always next year. Yep,
1: there's always basketball season. That's what I said. <laughs> A couple weeks ago, I was like, "Ah, you did say that." There's always basketball you did. season. Um, so so Utah Tech at BYU, thirty-eight-three, could be more than that. Um, obviously Utah played them at at the beginning of the season versus. No, that was SUU. Oh, it wasn't Utah. SUU. Tech, so you're that right? Yeah, it was SUU. Minus Southern
0: Utah. Different teams. Birds, not the Buffaloes. Yeah. Or whatever they are, the Trailblazers. 383 yep, yep.
1: thirty-eight, I guess they, 38 yep. three um, versus a new yep. look Dixie State. <laughs> Their rebrand yep. was really nice, actually. When we, oh no, it's a very good, re- it's a successful yeah, rebrand. It even looked, it looks. I was happy. Even everyone,
0: st- yeah. Even in the common vernacular, Utah Tech is becoming. It's well, the color
1: scheme is really nice. Like their uniforms look really clean. I, I like. Yeah, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a fan no, of the good look. of the it's re-brand. Good look. um Utah, yeah. Colorado, a uh, bounce back win. I have from from a loss. So twenty four seven. Yeah. Colorado's. It, it was so random. They had that one season that they like killed it in the Pac twelve, and then just like died. They just like have fallen yeah. off. Big time. So. That yeah, should be a win, well. and then um, I do have uh, BYU at Stanford. I'm I like your prediction. It might it might it's probably going to be closer. My faith in the offense and and their their like they've kept up. BYU has kept up offensively for for a portion of the game against some really good offensive teams, and just has struggled because BYU's defense couldn't get off the field right. Like, even Arkansas, yeah. you know, yeah. they put up a lot of points versus Arkansas. So I don't think it's going to be that way with Stanford. I don't think we're going to have to try yeah. and keep up with the team offensively like we have. Um, yeah. Things have changed with Kalani. You know, it, the defense looks more passable. I'm not going to say good, yeah. but it looks passable. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. At least for stamp. Uh,
1: and so I think BYU's offense controls that game, and I'm feeling a lot better about it than I was a few weeks ago. So I'm going to say yeah. 28-10, and and I I really hope that's that's the case. I think that's like we yeah. mentioned, it's a it's a strong way for BYU to to finish out the season and try and get to you know try and get to to eight wins would be at this point would be would be big, but yeah. This is football, you know? Like there's yeah. some injuries, there's some scheme that you oh, just yeah. just things don't go just your doesn't, way. It doesn't happen. Not and, all the time. And you that's honestly that's just life of a sports fan in Utah, right? We're not oh, we're yeah. not LA. We're not Yeah. Alabama. And and so no. we just we we take what, what the wins that we can. I, I loved the Baylor win. It was so fun to storm the field, even though Jake wouldn't. And and it was it was it was fun, and nope. it's just college football is fun. Even even, and it's what makes it special is that you have little podunk Appalachian state that has like the most passionate fan base that you'll find anywhere, and that's the case in hundreds of college towns across the United States. what yep. it's what makes America awesome, and so it makes what college makes football college great.
0: Football great, so yeah. Anyways, so thank you all for listening to our final uh, regular season show. Just to let you all know, uh, we will be doing a pre-bowl game show in about a month or so after all the Bulls are are announced. We'll do a little analysis, uh, you know, of, of our opponents. Uh, you know, what we we'll obviously we'll do some score predictions and just kind of talk about you know various bowl games going around the country. Crazy we'll also crazy do- thought.
1: If okay. Utah loses to Oregon, what's the likely and BYU wins out? What's the likelihood of a Utah-BYU bowl game? And how fun would that be? I mean, we have
0: seen it before. It does have precedent. Um, I mean, it could happen. Uh, I can't think what particular bowl it would have the most likelihood of happening in. Uh, If we lose to Oregon, we're probably going to end up either in the Holiday or the Vegas Bowl. So I don't know if BYU necessarily qualifies for that. Uh, I, I don't know what the picks are on the other side. Uh, per se, so I don't but know. But ESPN, that's not me.
1: ESPN <laughs> has shown that they like to, they like they uh, they like the money that comes from that. Yeah. You know that matchup in the Vegas yeah. Bowl, like a couple weeks before the season ended, the likelihood of it was almost zero, and then yeah. it it came out of the woodworks as the season you know the the season wrapped yeah. up and and ended up happening. I think it would be a lot of fun. I've wanted to see could happen.
0: happen, and if that's what happens, we will have. A very fun time talking about it in our. We'll pre-bull probably game go show. to it together. Actually, that would oh, be oh, definitely. Way fun. Actually, that, that would yeah, be that would be really fun.
1: that would California be a very big bless our wives and
0: be sweet. Uh, you mean yeah. Anyways, so we'll do a pre pre bowl game show, and then sometime in January, once all the Bulls are wrapped up, we will do a post season show, just talking about the season in general, our hopes for ne- next time, and then sometime in the spring, we will talk about just kind of the trends. We will do a transition episode, essentially talking about the, about how things have gone since leaving the Mountain West for both teams. Since BYU is going into this new uh, new conference and getting in this new phase of their own football, we'll talk about how both teams have changed. We'll do that sometime uh, in the offseason. So just letting you guys know. Oh, and one quick thing. Uh, shout out to Utah State for hanging in there and still staying Still keeping a possibility of getting bull eligible. I don't think it's likely they have to win two of their next three in order to get bull eligible. But hey, a quick shout out to them. Everybody, please like and follow the podcast. Uh, please keep sending us your listener questions. We will definitely be taking – we might take a couple if the bull game matchups aren't that great. Yeah, if not that interesting. to talk about. Yeah, we will talk – we will, talk, so we will definitely yeah, talk a, of, a couple. Think
1: of a question, you know, off-season based – like for for us as yeah. well, that that could be a... exactly. We
0: will we will pull all the unused questions, uh, you know, in the off season and pre bowl game shows, uh, you know, if if they're interesting enough, honestly. So, uh, thank you everybody for listening and uh, go Utes, go Cougs. Thank you for listening to the State of Sports Utah production. SFX technical support provided by Samantha Knight.